Hello, everybody, and welcome to A Medic's Mind, the podcast. For those of you returning, thank you. For those of you just tuning in, thank you as well. Uh, on this episode, I got some things I'd like to discuss. Um, it's almost Christmas time. Christmas time is uh, basically thrust upon us already. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but uh, for me personally, I am not one bit in the festive mood. I don't feel anything in- approaching uh, Christmas spirit or joy. I mean, it is not there. Completely absent, um, if I if I do say so. And that's kind of disappointing to me um, because growing up, I loved Christmas and I, I love Halloween and I, I always kind of had this uh, strong attachment to, to this time of year. It was always a magical time of year. I mean, it's Christmas time. I mean, as a kid, it's different than, than being an adult. I get that. But, you know, for the past five, six years, Christmas has kind of been meh. But specifically for the past two years, in the absence of my mom... Well, Christmas has just been really hard, and um, I was asked a very, very blunt question by uh, by uh, someone very close to me today, and they they asked what I was going to do, and they were they were asking this question in relation to how I'm going to combat some of the the, the funk, the the depression that I'm feeling right now with relation to the holiday season, and my response was you know impulsive and and brash, and it basically just said you know. I, just going to hang out by myself this Christmas. I don't want to be around anybody. I don't want to see anybody. I'm just going to hang out and wait for the day to be over. Basically, what I was saying is I want to isolate. And when you're holding hands with depression, isolating is the worst romance you can have. Uh, I mean, it's it's terrible. It's, uh, it's doomed to end in heartache. And it is nothing but a toxic relationship. And there's nothing good about it. And, and so... They obviously did not uh, like that answer and uh, sort of pointed out why. And it got me to thinking, what am I going to do? I mean, really, what am I going to do? And uh, I, guys, I still don't have the answer. I don't. I wish I did. I wish it was as easy as just thinking and formulating a plan. I I can formulate a ton of plans in my head. I don't know that I'm going to be motivated enough to force them to come to fruition. I don't know that they're even going to work. But um, one thing I did do uh, today, and it was something that I have not done in about six years, for the first time, guys, unbeknownst to you because you can't see, but let me tell you this, just off to my left, barely out of reach, stands a triumphant, relucent Christmas tree. It's only about four and a half feet tall, but it's a Christmas tree. I bought a Christmas tree, the first one in like six, maybe seven years. And there it is, standing off just just close to my distance there, and and it, it's glorious. It stands in all of its triumphantness. Triumphantness? Triumphant. <sighs> I really should stop podcasting. I don't know how to speak words. Anyway, forgive that. <laughs> uh, but I I, I started uh, I started thinking about some of the things I like and some of the things I enjoy and some of the things I miss. And it's easy to get bogged down uh, in in the feeling of sorrow when you miss something. And uh, and I, I remembered a post that I wrote back in in and around Thanksgiving time. And uh, and I I want to read that for you guys now. Um, it's a blog post that I wrote um, over on medicsmind.com. And uh, and it, I 
I've, I was brought to this. Th- I, okay, sorry. I started thinking about this for a couple of different reasons. One, um, well, a friend of mine, Heather Down, she she brought to my attention this post because um, for for some a uh, couple of different reasons that I can't really get into right now. I don't believe, but uh, anyway. She made me start thinking about this post again. And so I went and, and read it. And when I read it, I, I kind of found myself starting to smirk a little bit. Um, because the way my mind works, it's very, my mind is a funny place. And uh, if I could give my brain away to some, actually, I wouldn't give it to anybody else because I wouldn't want to torture them. If I could get a different brain, I would. Because my brain is, uh, well, it's just a big piece of shit, basically. <laughs> Um, but I was reading, I was reading this and, and my mind started bringing back some of those scents, some of those flavors, that, that aroma, that, that, that sense of, of what uh, the spirit that I was in when I wrote that post, it started to bring that back. And, uh, and I, I think I want to read that for you guys. And, uh, and I think that's what I'm going to try and do. I think that's part of my plan. I'm going to try, sorry. I'm going to try and remember as much as I can of the good stuff from growing up and uh, stuff stuff like this, stuff like what I'm about to tell you about. Hang in there. Talk about it next. The table was a sprawling tapestry of culinary delication. My nose was helplessly seduced by the meandering aromas that filled the living space of our home. It was Thanksgiving. And my mother had spent the better part of the working hours of a day confined to the laboratory that was her kitchen. Throughout the day, and filled with a youthful sense of entitlement, I spent the day sneaking in and out of my mother's area of comestible dominance. Much to her dismay, of course. I couldn't help myself. Those aromatic flounces enticed my nares to the point of near-ravenous desire. No matter where I was within the home, I could smell it, taste it, picture it, and then begin to crave it all the more. My mother had started her preparation early that weekend morning. I was awoken by the soft, redolent, and ethereally conjoining flavors gently tapping against my nose. Its effect was that of a gleeful spring from my covers as I took flight from my mattress. My mother's cooking was second to none. Now, I know that we all say that about our mothers, and I'm sure it's all true. Your mother likely was an amazing cook, but not like my mom. No way. I was excited to not only have the company of succulently rising flavors greet me that morning, but also quietly jovial to see a trundling sea of low-hanging rain clouds resting atop of our little town. The perfect day to be thankful. And thankful I was. And excited. Thanksgiving was always a good time in our family. There was typically very little in the way of drama or attention, and a plethora of gluttony to be had. My mother would go all out. I said that she started early that morning. But I'm pretty sure she planned out what she was going to make and how she was going to make it weeks in advance. And it always paid off. I've always loved this time of year. I loved it then and I love it now. The time of year when leaves dawn a regalia of yellow, orange, and cardinal red. It's the time of year when that slight chill in the air sneaks past your skin and tickles your bones. There's always a game of hockey on TV and a game going on outside on some quiet little side street. Staccatos of wrist shots and slap shots are taken until perfection is reached. Blisters on the hands? Doesn't matter. There's a game to win. Looking back, I grow more fondly of that time in my life, and that is because of my mother's presence on those days of thanks. In the present, I am still fond of the season and this holiday. 
I am just aware of a certain sadness that now hangs around with that little chill in the air. My mother's not here. Not anymore. But she was back then. So let me tell you more about that. My mother would spend hours on her aching feet, sifting through pluming clouds of flour as she punched and kneaded dough into perfect consistency. She would tear whole loaves of bread apart with mathematical precision and toss it into a bowl where magic would happen and stuffing would be made. Ugh, my mother's stuffing. There really is no substitute. And in the background, immersed within a sea of its own juices and savory decadence, tucked safely away within the warm embrace of the oven, the turkey. My god, the turkey. It was seasoned with a hidden recipe of flavors and love, cooked through over stacking hours, much to my dismay, until it was a golden brown, featherless, and headless torso of delight. It was perfect. Something so beautiful that you didn't even want to eat it, until you tasted it. Then you would savagely inhale its tryptophanic tenderness, and inhale I would. I would forego any semblance of proper dining etiquette, and heathenistically devour every scrap, every morsel of food that had been placed onto my plate. I was typically allowed a glass of wine on occasions such as these, so I would often pause, raise my glass to my lips, and feel as the diminutive bubbles in my glass leaped and exploded with brilliance onto the tip of my nose. Turkey and white bubbly? <laughs> what a mix. I haven't had a meal prepared by my mother in over a decade. I regret that I'll carry with me for the remainder of my days in this life. It's not that she's been dead for decades. Quite the opposite, actually. She's only been gone for a matter of months. Months that feel like weeks, and weeks that feel like days, and days that are more akin to hours, and hours to seconds. Life just got in the way, I guess. Seemingly so. And now it's too late. She's gone. I'm sad that my mother is no longer here. I am angry that it was suicide that took her. I am bewildered by the reality of it all, but I am also grateful. I am blessed to have had such moments in the past where my mother was alive, well, and happy. As I write this, I can even hear her laugh, something that I have struggled to recall over these past painful few months. I am grateful that I can hear it. What a heartbreakingly euphonious sound it is. Yes, I am grateful for it all. I am delighted that I possess such memories as the one I have shared with you. Many people do not. I am thankful to have been loved and to have loved such a woman as my mom. I am overjoyed that I am still loved by those around me. I have amazing people in my life. People who care for me with endless amounts of energy. I am fortunate to be alive and well. I may be lonely without my dear old mom and her talents in the kitchen. But for certain, I am not alone. And I could not be more grateful for that. So mom, thanks. Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year. And to all of you, thank you, and Merry Christmas. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Come, sit with me by the fire for a while. Enjoy the music. Feel festive. I'm trying to. <laughs> yeah, it is that time of year, isn't it? I'm trying. I really am. Trying very hard to feel festive and get into the spirit. And um, I won't lie, that post, what I read to you guys, it really does help. It really does. It's, um, I, I was grateful at Thanksgiving because I do have memories of my mom. I do have these, these great 
things that I can recall that I can think back on these things that I, I can hold as, as memory as times in my life. And I can remember what that was like. And, uh, and it was great. It was amazing. It really was. And, uh, I miss it. I, I miss it endlessly, but, um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to put as many of those things in my head as I can. And when, when my friend, my, my publisher brought up the idea of potentially reading this piece that I just read for you guys, um, at, at a different time, a different function, a different, you know, way, um, it, it, it made me feel good because it's one of my favorite pieces that I've written because it's more of a, uh, a nice, uh, sort of a poignantly jovial piece. You know, there's still some sadness in there. Obviously there will always be sadness with, with the topic of my mother because, well, she's no longer here and it's impossible not to be sad over that aspect. But it's nice to be able to think of her when she was alive and think of her in the happy ways to, to think of her standing at the kitchen. When I look right now, as I'm talking on this microphone, I can see my kitchen and trying to picture my mom standing around the stove, just arms moving like an octopus, putting stuff in and out of the oven, breaking up bread, doing putting stuff in Tupperware so that it can be frozen and used later. I, I can almost smell my mom's sausage rolls. <laughs> oh man, those things were out of this world. If there's one thing that objectively that this world has lost, and there's a lot when it comes to Joan, but the one thing it's lost is really, really passionate culinary skill. She was a wonderful cook and a wonderful human being. And I think, I think it's okay for me to be sad with her not here because Christmas is supposed to be about family. At least that's what we tell ourselves and that's what's promulgated throughout the TV commercials and the billboards and, you know, TV specials. It's about slowing down for just a moment and remembering family and, and thinking about about all the good stuff that we have. And um, and I, I would give anything. If I could ask Santa Claus for one thing this year, it'd be a hug from my mom. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's been a long time since I've had a real hug. You know that? A long time. I mean, I've done the over-the-shoulder hug and, you know, given a hug to, you know, my two my two buddies that I consider brothers, but it, it's it, that's all different. I mean, a real hug from someone who just genuinely loves you, kind of like a mother would. It's been a long time. I uh, I haven't hugged my mom in over a decade because I haven't seen her. I hadn't seen her in over a decade. I spoke to her almost on the phone every single day, but I hadn't physically seen her. And um, that that hurts. That's something that, that really bothers me. And, uh, and I try really hard not to get bogged down in that because I can't change that now. There's nothing I can do to fix that. It's just no amount of beating myself up is going to change that. And it's not going to be healthy for me. And I, I try really hard to stay away from that. And posts like the one I just read you help because when she was alive and I, and I was living at home and I was there, I, I gave my mom a hug every day before I went to bed. You know, I, I mean, there was times where I was a little shit and, you know, yell and scream at one another, but there was also times where after I'd yell and scream at her, I'd feel really guilty 
I'd feel really bad and I'd go downstairs and she'd be sitting very cross with me. And I'd, I'd give her a hug and she wouldn't touch me. She wouldn't lead her hands up or anything. And I would just say, I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry, I love you. And she would, she would give in usually, give a little tap to my shoulder or love you too. <laughs> She's a stubborn lady. Um, yeah, I'm, I basically all I'm saying is I'm trying. I wish I felt more festive. The, the Christmas tree is helping, you know, uh, it's, it brightens up my apartment for sure. Um, I might, I might even leave it on as a, another nightlight. <laughs> uh, I don't know if the, if I can leave it on from now till Christmas, but I kind of want to, it's, uh, it's pretty to look at. And, uh, you know, the more, the more good things that I can surround myself with, um, whether I spend Christmas alone or not, the more good things I surround myself with, I think the better, the better off I'll be overall. And, uh, that's all I'm trying to do. And, um, you know, Heather, I want to say thank you to you for, for bringing that post up. I had forgotten all about it, to be honest. I, it's so easy. I sort of have a proclivity to, to be drawn towards the bad stuff. And when you brought that post up today, I had to stop and think for a moment. And then I, and then once I found it in my mind, once I found that post and I was like, yeah, yeah, that that's a good one. You know, not good one as in I, like I wrote it good or anything. Like that, that's not what I mean. I don't mean to sound egotistical. I, I meant good as in, you know, thinking about that, thinking about my mom, thinking about her cooking, her her being in the kitchen for Christmas. I mean, my mom used to go all out for Halloween. I, 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 I've orated a post about that and I've written a post about that and, uh, and she did the same thing for Christmas. You know, we had these these little knickknacks all over the house. Little snowman that had a little button on the bottom. If you pressed it, it would have like this little chiming, you know, Christmas carol, you know, of beeps coming through it. And, uh, you know, we'd have, you know, little nativity scenes set up. And, you know, she had these wood carvings of, uh, of, of like an actual manger scene. And uh, I can picture them in my head right now. And, uh, yeah, she, she would go all out. For Christmas, ah, uh, I miss her. I miss her something fierce. I'm 35 years old, and I think I've been battling some kind of stomach bug recently, and it's kind of been persistent. And I'll tell you, there's there's nothing that that makes a boy want his mom more than when he's sick. It's either he wants his mom or his wife. You know, or his girlfriend, or whoever. But more often than not, mom wins every time. And uh, I do. God, I miss her. Hell of a lady. Fucking great cook. Wow. <laughs> Long time since I've had, you know, a good home cooked meal like that. Uh, it's a. Uh, Something that skipped me. I think motivationally, I just don't have the desire. I mean, I'm a bachelor, so it's not really something I, I do. Cook huge meals for myself, right? I mean, I cook, you know, portion for one, and uh, and then uh, that's it. So it's generally easy stuff: grilled cheese and soup. You know, maybe some pasta here and there, but easy stuff. Nothing, nothing like my mom would make. But uh, thinking and and after you know, orating that post out loud. Um, 
It's not, I think, I mean, it's definitely going to be one thing that helps me go to bed. I'm going to sit down and think about it and hopefully I can smell sausage rolls and pasties and turkey and stuffing. And my mom's butter tarts. Oh my God, my mom's butter tarts. Are you kidding me? Those things made me fall in love. I'm not much of a sweets guy. I don't really like sweets like cake and chocolates. And stuff. I'm not really big into that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Everyone likes chocolate from time to time. Uh, those of us who can have it, of course. Um, but I, I, I'm not really big. Like I don't eat desserts. I'm not really big into ice cream, nothing like that. But butter tarts, hold. Oh, that's a weakness. That's that is a weakness. If I and it, the the grocery store butter tarts, get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. You know, you're not a butter tart at all. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, I don't know what you are. You fucking imposter. But uh, my mom's. Oh, oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Anyway, guys, you know that's that's it for me. Um, I just wanted to share that with you. I wanted to uh, wanted to talk a little bit about my mom. I know that it's a common topic, and uh, I mean, she it's probably going to be for a long time for me. So I appreciate that you guys listen. I appreciate that you guys come back, and I uh, I really I, when I said that I'm grateful to have people that love and care for me. When I said that in the post, I mean that. That's not just lip service. It's not just something I wrote to tie up the post nicely. You know, because it fit. It's it's something I really mean. I am grateful because I, generally I don't like myself. I mean, if you ask me point blank, Matthew, like yourself, I'm going to tell you no every time. I don't. I don't think I'm a good person. I don't like who I am or what I see, and that's just that's something I need to work through. And eventually, you know, maybe I will. I don't know. But I feel pretty fortunate that there are people that like me for whatever reason. I am beyond lucky to have that. People that love me. People that care for me. People that have, you know, a genuine interest in how I'm doing and and seeing me do well and get better, you know, I, I that's that's beyond humbling and it's beyond amazing. So I, you know, I do mean it. Thank you, and to all of you, who listen and tune in and and send me your, you know, uh, your your feedback. Thank you, thank you so much, honestly. And uh, I'm sure I'll be back on before Christmas because this is a busy time for my head. So I'm sure I'll be back and I will, uh, I'll jump on and say my hellos and all that stuff. Maybe I'll have another blog post. I don't know. Who knows? Um, I'm trying to stay out of the depressive side of things. That's why I haven't written anything because everything I've been writing recently has been pretty down, pretty bleak, pretty, pretty dark. Um, a lot of stuff, a lot of calls that I've been to uh, around this time of year weren't, weren't very nice. And I, I'm trying to stay away from that. That's not what I want to promulgate on, on Christmas. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to stay away from it, guys. Anyway, I'm sure you'll hear from me again. Thanks a lot. I love you all. I hope you guys are all doing great. Uh, stay warm out there. And above all else, be well and keep talking to each other. 